In March this year, I led a cross-party delegation of nine Legislative Council members to visit Germany. It was a historic occasion because it was the first time that Lechko has been invited to send a delegation to visit an overseas government. I understood from our host in Berlin that the German government has invited parliamentarians from 16 countries and cities this year, and Hong Kong was one of them. Our delegation is particularly grateful to the German Consul General, Nicholas Count Lambsdorff, and his colleagues for organizing the visit and for arranging an excellent program. During the five-day visit, we met with members from both Houses of Parliament, the Bundestag and the Bundesrat. We also had discussions with government officials, academics, and parliamentary staff. Apart from the capital, Berlin, we also visited Bremen, one of Germany's 16 federal states. I have been to Germany on a number of occasions. I have visited the sensational glass parliament building in Bonn and had breakfast with the then Bundestag president, Ritter Sussmut. In 1999, the Bundestag moved to Berlin into the historic Reichstag building. I have also visited this wonderful building several times and never stopped marvelling at the work of British architect Sir Norman Foster, particularly the glass dome. However, the visit by the Lechko delegation was something else, mainly because the German government and parliament put together a meaningful programme which enable us to gain a good understanding of the political system in Germany, the richest and the most powerful country in the European Union. The delegation was particularly impressed by the consensual political culture, the willingness on all sides to make compromises, and the mechanism devised by the Bundestag to achieve a win-win situation in the decision-making process. Alas, such culture and atmosphere are non-existent in Hong Kong. For many years, the Hong Kong people have fought for a democratic system to elect all members of LechCo, and my party found the German model very appealing. Under their system, each voter has two votes, one for a candidate in one of the 299 single-seat constituencies, and the other is for a political party's list of candidates. The first vote allows the voters to elect their local representatives to the Bundestag based on a majority vote. The second vote determines the relative strengths of the political parties in the Bundestag. Because the proportion of votes won by a political party determines the number of seats it will get. Such a system ensures the makeup of the Bundestag reflects the support the political parties get in the election. The system also shows respect for members in the opposition. After the general election in September 2013, the alliance of the Christian Democratic Union and the Christian Social Union won 41.5% of the votes and got 311 seats in the Bundestag. But that was five seats short of an absolute majority. After two months of negotiation, the CDU and the CSU alliance reached a deal with the Social Democratic Party to form a second grand coalition 
under the leadership of Chancellor Angela Merkel, who has served as the federal chancellor since 2005. Because of the Grand Coalition, there are fewer members in the opposition. To show respect for minority rights, the Bundestag decided to lower the threshold for setting up a committee of inquiry. From one quarter of the members of the Bundestag to just 120 members. In the current Bundestag, there are only 127 opposition members. In addition, more parliamentary question time is given to opposition members. While in Berlin, the delegation met with a vice president of the Bundestag. Ms. Ulla Schmidt of the Social Democratic Party. She explained to us the functions of the Council of Elders, of which she is a member. According to Ms. Schmidt, the Council is a cross-party, high-level deliberative body set up to assist the President to steer the work of the Bundestag. It also serves as a main forum. Where disputes among parliamentary groups are discussed and mediated, the council consists of 30 members, comprising the president, six vice presidents, and 23 other members. Seats in the council are distributed according to the relative strengths of the different parliamentary groups in the Bundestag. The parliamentary secretaries or the whips. Of all parliamentary groups are represented. The council meets regularly every week when the Bundestag is sitting, and the meetings are attended by a representative of the federal government, usually a minister. According to Vice President Schmidt, one of the key functions of the council is to assist the president. In scheduling the dates of the Bundestag sittings and its agenda, including whether a debate is to be held and the length of the debate, another function of the Council of Elders is to decide on the allocation of committee chairmanships and deputy chairmanships. This again is done according to the strengths of the parliamentary groups. Disputes which arise during the plenary sittings and between parliamentary groups are often settled at the council meetings. On issues relating to committee business, the president endeavours to achieve cross-party agreement in order to ensure smooth functioning of the Bundestag. If we look at the way the chief executive operates here in Hong Kong. He has turned such logic on its head. With little notice or consultation, Mr. C. Y. Leung recently made a request to Lechko to hold 28 hours of additional finance committee meetings next week to deal with the controversial Innovation and Technology Bureau. It is inconceivable that such a farce would take place in Berlin. To no one's surprise, most pro-Beijing Lechko members backed Mr. Leung's proposal, bowing to his beck and call. If members insist on behaving in such a subservient manner, 
How can we uphold Lechko's dignity and integrity? The political system we saw in Germany is not that exceptional. Last September, I led a cross-party Lechko delegation to visit three Nordic countries, Finland, Norway, and Denmark, and found similar practices there. The voters in those countries elect their members of parliament by proportional representation, a system which spawns a number of parties in parliament, and that results in the formation of coalition government. The rules and practice of those parliaments also recognize the role of the opposition, and they do not adopt a winner-takes-all approach like we do here. This is understandable. In Germany and in Scandinavia, different political parties have a chance to win the general election and form the government. Thus, they do not act in extreme and radical ways. But in Hong Kong, the opposition is on a hiding to nothing. So some members tend to be as extreme and vitriolic as they like. If Hong Kong cannot change the toxic political atmosphere, we will never be able to benefit from the lessons of Germany and Scandinavia.